Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to College Sunday at College Park. I'm Davis. I'm Anna. And I'm Tiffany. We're excited that you're here for Youth Sunday. We hope this will be a special service for you. Our entire group has been praying that all of us would hear God speak directly to us in a powerful way. We would like to find out who's in worship today. There are worship pads on each pew, and we would like to find, like for everyone to sign in that we can know you're here. Members, please write your name, let us know about any contact information which has changed, and then check the boxes which apply. Guests, please write your name, contact information, age, and then check the boxes which apply. And once you're done, pass it down so that everyone can sign. When it reaches the end, please send it back down the pew that ushers can pick up at the end of worship. There are several things printed in your bulletin. We will have our normal schedule of activities this afternoon. Our quarterly church business conference is this Wednesday evening. Revival starts next Saturday night. Dinner will be served each night at 6, with services starting at 7. Nursery will be provided with children, infants, and five kids. Infants are five years old. And these are what they look like. We would like you all to pass them out. So, Sunday, yeah, Sunday night. Not Saturday, sorry. And David Hodge has an announcement. On May 17th, the Recreation Committee has planned a churchwide event to go see the Dash Play game. It's Sunday at 2 o'clock. We uh, don't have very much information at this point. We just want to get it on the calendar and in everybody's head. So be looking for posters and information coming out very soon. Thank you. We would like to say a special welcome to our guests today. We have ushers coming down the aisles now. If you're a guest this morning, we'd like to give you a little information about our church. Raise your hand if you're a guest. Sorry. Um, we hope you can spend the next few minutes focusing on God as we prepare for worship. So before we can get this service started, we had to find Tyler and Christian. We've been looking for them, and we haven't found them yet. So, Davis, can you go investigate where they are? Yeah. Make sure to turn on your mic so we can keep up with you. Okay. All right. Good morning. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? God, thank you for this day and everything you give us. We invite you into this sanctuary, God. We want you here. We need you here. Please open our hearts and minds to receive your message today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you. 
man, where are Tyler and Christian? Jeff said they were supposed to be here an hour ago to help me with the service. Hey, College Park, coming at you live from our very own library. So many books in here, but still no Christian and Tyler. I'm headed to the dungeon now. Thanks, Davis. Let me know if you find them. What am I going to do? I've got the salt. I've got it. We're good. I brought it. I have the salt. I've got the salt. What are you talking about? I have the salt, and Christian has the light. He was right. I don't know where he went. He was right behind me. I don't. Where did he go? I have the salt, though. Okay. I got the light. Got it. All right. We're good. I got the light. I have the salt. He has the light. Guys, what are you doing with this stuff? Salt light Sunday. Yeah. Salt light. That's that's not what this is all about. What what do you mean? We should pay attention to the service so we can learn what this is all supposed to mean. Where do you want me to put this salt? Um you got any French fries? I wish. <laughs> do we have any do we have any French fries? We should get some later, but for now just put the stuff down and we'll get started with the service. Okay, that's cool. Just lay this in this chair. I was speaking from Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through 10. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed, uh, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I will be reading Matthew 5, 11 through 16. Blessed are you when people insult you persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Good morning, everybody. So this first song that we're going to do is called This is Amazing Grace. So if you all would please stand and sing with us, and you can find the words either in your bulletin or they're going to be up here. Back into order, who makes the orphan? 
a son and daughter, the King of Glory, the King of Glory, who brings the kingdoms with truth and justice, shines like the sun in all of its brilliance, the King of Glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love That you would take my place That you would bear my cross You lay down your life That I would be set free Oh, Jesus, I sing for All that you've done for me the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who is slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who is slain. Worthy is the King who conquered the grave. Worthy is the Lamb who is slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Oh, this is amazing grace. This is unfailing love That you would take my place That you would bear my cross You lay down your life That I would be set free Oh, Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me Good morning, everybody. My name is Bryson May. Thank you for being here on Youth Sunday and giving me and the youth this great opportunity to come before you and speak about the things that we have been learning in our youth group. Today, as you might have already noticed, our theme is salt and light. We have been talking a lot about what salt and light are used for and, and how to be the salt and light in our daily lives. So how can we really be the salt and light to others? Well, I'm here to tell you about being the salt. In Matthew 5, verses 13 through 14, it says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled on by men. This is one of Jesus' parables that he told to his disciples. Jesus was telling his disciples that we are God's people of this earth, but if we... but but that we must spread God's great word throughout the world. And if we don't do our job in spreading his word, then we are like salt that has lost its flavor and its value. Salt is used for a majority of different things, one in which is to give flavor to different kinds of foods. I mean, Chick-fil-A waffle fries don't taste nearly as good as they do with some salt on them. I think we are just like the salt, and we need to tell other people about God's word and how it flavors our life with excitement. We can also be the salt by showing and sharing God's love in our daily lives. So now, let's talk about some facts in in history about how salt was used in biblical times. Salt was used for preservation of meat and other raw foods. Obviously, Jesus, or anyone else for that matter, didn't just have a nice French door refrigerator with a huge bottom door freezer that they could just pop their big fish into. No, these people had to take the meat that they were going to use days later and salt the meat well to preserve it and the meat's juices. Also, in the Bible, in Bible times, there was not a real sense of currency. So when people or major cities traded with each other, one of their main trading currencies was salt. Salt had a large value in the trading world because it was used for so many different things. Salt also had healing properties. During biblical times, salt was used to bathe newborn babies and to hold down infections, and it was also used as an antiseptic. Jesus tells us that we must be the salt. If we are everything that was said in Matthew five thirteen through 14 then we will make a valuable difference in the world by giving it flavor and spreading God's word to people who need his, his healing. 
As Christians, it's our responsibility to be the powerful salt that spreads the good word and love of our Lord. So, are we doing our job and being the salt? You can have so many different purposes in being the salt. So be the salt and be used by God. Hi, everyone. I'm Anna Bonifay, and we're talking about being salt and the light. It's so dark in here. Ow, I think I just tripped on an old pew. We should really put more lights in here. I found a lot of spiders, but there's still no sign of them anywhere. Where could they be? Okay. Well, back to what I was saying. (laughs) Well, as Rice explained how salt was very important in Jesus' time, well, I'll say it again. Matthew wrote in verses Matthew 5.13, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it, it may be salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. So, let's say you're going to McDonald's and you go and order some french fries. And you sprinkle some salt on these french fries and look really good. And you take a bite out of them and they taste bland. Like the salt didn't mean anything. So, you're asking, what was the point of putting salt on the fries that gave no flavor? It is just like us being salt for Christ. If we don't show Christ through us, we'll lose our saltiness. If we lose saltiness, our saltiness, it is worthless. So if we do not go in God's plan and be the salt, we'll be worthless. In God's eyes, we are each important to the world and him. It does not matter if we are the king of an empire or a person living on an average life. God wants us all to go out to the world and spread our salt so the people of the world can see God through us. Like it says in Colossians 4, 6, let your speech always be gracious. Season with salt so you may know how you ought to answer each person. So how we respond to others is how we portray the word of God. Now, I want to ask you a question. Are you salty? Now, to teenagers, this usually means, are you mad? Are you agitated? But I want everyone in this room to change the meaning. So if someone asks if you're salty, say yes. But only say yes if you're being salty for Christ. So I want you to think about when you leave here is, what can I do to be the salt and show God through me? That's what should be on your mind. So let's be salty in God's name. Thank you. When we were thinking about what song would kind of go well with salt and light, and think about it, it's, sometimes it's really hard to be salty the right way. It's, it's hard to go out into the world and feel like you're the only one who believes like you do, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There's this, this song that we're going to sing next as our offertory song is a reminder we are never alone. Even when we're in the darkest day and we're not sure what's coming next, we are not alone. That's the, that's the song. The words are there in your bulletin. We're going, to, we're going to teach you the chorus. It's a very, very simple chorus. And, and then we're going to sing the song. Ladies and gentlemen, why don't we stand up and uh, we can sing this together. This is called I Am Not Alone. Let's do the, uh, the chorus. You will go. Be- 
Father, thank you for this wonderful day you have given us. Thank you for all the effort the youth has put into this wonderful youth service and all the support we have been given. Let us all leave here being the salt and light in the world and glorifying your name. In Jesus' name, amen.
All right. So a tradition in our youth group for the years has been to play a game called Sardines. Sardines is basically a game where one person goes to hide and, like, the rest of the youth group tries to find them. Every year, this game has gone pretty well, I would say. But this time around with Wilson, didn't go so well. I'll let you see what happened. Christian, Christian, have you found him yet? I, I think he's in. Wilson, what are you doing? I'm playing sardines, right? You have bright colors on, dude. Yes, you, you, have, you have a flashlight duct taped to your head. All right, let's start a new game. Come on. Gosh. Wilson. I remember a time when we were playing sardines with Cameron. We never found her. It's, she had a great hiding spot. Oh, yeah. We have never found her. Hmm. Hey. Cameron? Cameron? It, if you find her, let her know dinner's at 6. Uh, won't miss that. All right, so good morning. My name is Matthew Goodman, and I'm a junior at Reagan High School. Um, I'm the son of Terry and Noah Goodman, and I've been going to this church pretty much all of my life, and I'm going to be talking to you about light this morning. First, I want to share a personal experience with you all. As some of you may know that I'm a Boy Scout, and as a Boy Scout, I've been on many different camping trips. Being out in nature, away from civilization, all the lights, can be a pretty refreshing experience, but there can sometimes be troubling times particularly when it turns nighttime. When it gets dark out and there's no electricity, it's pretty hard to see. One thing that helps out with this is to have a flashlight. But where my problem comes in is a lot of times I have a tendency to forget my flashlight on camping trips. So it really makes it a fun experience for me trying to try to find my things and losing my way in the dark at night on trails. But there are usually some friends who will help me out and lend me their flashlights, so everything works out. I feel like this story really goes along with our scripture today, but I'll get more into that later. First, I'm going to read the scripture from Matthew 5, 14 through 16. It says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. In this passage of scripture, Jesus is telling people during his Sermon on the Mount, right after he had gone over the Beatitudes, that they should be the light of the world. But what exactly does that mean? Let's take a closer look at what Jesus is saying in context of the time. Today we have the convenience of light switches and electricity, and we're almost never in the dark. So we often take our sources of light for granted, and it may be kind of hard to understand what Jesus is talking about here. But in Jesus' time, there is no such thing as electrical power or light bulbs or anything like that. They would rely on candlelight from lamps to provide light for their homes, and that was all they had to go on to be able to see when it got dark. This made what Jesus was saying so significant to the people in that time, because that was the only form of light they had to see at night in their everyday lives. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. We may not understand exactly what this means at first, but here, Jesus is saying that most people would understand at the time. That you don't just turn on a light and put it somewhere where it can't be useful. Just like the salt that loses its saltiness, a light that doesn't shine for everyone to see is worthless. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. The light would be put up high so everyone in the whole room could see it and the room would be illuminated. The light, this gave the light its maximum usefulness and therefore it would not be wasted. When this is applied to what Jesus said initially in that verse, you are the light of the world, we can see that Jesus wants us to be like the light that's put up high on the stand so that everyone can see God in us and through us. We do this by living out the Beatitudes that Jesus said earlier in his Sermon on the Mount, 
being the meek, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. When something is built up high, everyone can see it. It becomes an example for all others to see and to follow. In the same way, being the light, we can set an example for others to follow, allowing them to see Jesus in us. This goes along with verse 16 of the passage, where Jesus says, Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. We need to be that example, to be that city upon a hill, upon a hill and show others Jesus in our lives. If we do not do this, just like the light placed under the bowl, we're worthless. If we're not showing Jesus to others through our actions, by shining our light, then what is the point? That is what Jesus is trying to get us to understand from this. It is important for us not to only live his teachings in ourselves through being the salt, but we also must share it with others, giving the light of Jesus to everyone. We need to be different than everyone else. By living through the Beatitudes, we are able to set ourselves apart from the rest of the world and show others how to live by setting an example. Going back to my experience on the camping trips, imagining that I, being without my light, is someone who doesn't know Jesus or is lost on my spiritual journey in life. I need that person to help me out by lending me their light from their flashlight to show me the way of Jesus through shining their spiritual light to lead me back on the right path of praising the Father in heaven. There are people who need our light, and it is our duty through Jesus' teachings to go out and spread that light to people who need it. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Sarah Groover, and I'm 13 years old. I'm in the seventh grade at Thomas Jefferson Middle School. Today I'll be explaining Matthew 5, 14 through 16, how Jesus uses light as a symbol of how we should live. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Matthew 5, 14-16 God wants us to lead people to him. We are the light of God. In a sin-darkened world, the path to Jesus has gotten difficult. The sin is dark, so people who do not believe cannot see. We are here as the children of God to extend light to those who need it most. We are called to help people find their path to Jesus in such a dark world. You wouldn't be able to see the end of a dark tunnel if you had no light, could you? What about if you walked into your house at night and it was pitch black? You could pretty much flip a switch and then you could see. We are that switch that people can flip on in trust to find their Heavenly Father. As stated in the Beatitudes, God loves anyone and everyone. We need to let our light shine to the people who don't know God loves them. This past spring break, I went on my first casual trip with the youth group here. During the day after lunch, we got free time. My friends, my mom, and I decided we were going to go into the tunnels. They were really dark. Even though it was daytime, they were still dark. We would walk around and there would be these rooms that had broken pieces of ceiling and wall and things like that in them. I had my flashlight, which provided light for me to see. Another interesting thing about these tunnels is they were built really well with holes also like many windows that light peeked through and we could see really well where we were going. To me, the casual tunnels really showed me the difference between light and dark. When I had no flashlight on, I could not find out where the end of the tunnel was. When I then turned on my flashlight, I could see really well where I was going. When I entered the rooms with no flashlight, I was pretty much last to go in. When I had my flashlight on, I was sometimes the first to go in. I wasn't afraid. I was able to finally see the real room. That is what Jesus wants us to do. Make it easy for people to see the real God. He wants us to give opportunities to those who need to find him. As followers and believers in Christ, we must always remember that we are called to lead and show people the love of the Heavenly Father. We are here not to be mean and selfish, but to lead each other to Christ and his love. If we do not resemble Christ and lead others to Christ, we are nothing. We have to be the ones to show the love and the compassion of God. 
If we aren't the light or the salt of God, then we are not doing what we were called to do as followers of Christ. So how do you think it went? I think it went pretty well. Yeah, I know. Guys, where have you been? We've been here. What? I've been looking for you the church all day. We've been, we've been at the church. Like, I guess you just missed us. Right here? Yeah. The whole time? Yes. Okay, whatever. We have church soon, and I just saw this huge car crash outside. Wait. Wait. Oh, why did you take the light? What are you doing? What are you doing? I hope we don't get arrested. I hope we don't get arrested. Oh, gosh. No, 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 no. Oh, God, Jamie, Jamie, go, 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 go. I hope that works out. (laughs) At least we have all this salt for you Sunday. But, guys, this day is not what it was about. We're supposed to be the salt of the world. Just like salt make French, French fries better, we need to be the salt and make the world better. Yeah, and the same goes for the light. We have to shine brightly for everyone to see Jesus in us. And that's our challenge today we should leave here with. Are we being the salt and light of the world? Okay, so would y'all please stand and sing with us this next song called Salt and Light. How coincidental.
ever had your phone start playing songs in the middle while you're playing another song? That is weird. The challenge that you've heard today is, is our greatest challenge, to be salt and to be light. Because the world is not any of those things. And we, we talked about how as, as the youth came up with that, this idea of talking about being salt and being light, we talked about it before that passage is the Beatitudes, right? And that's some big words in the Beatitudes and about meekness and humility and peacemakers, seeking after God, being hungry for God. That's what Jesus was saying. You need to be these things. And if you're not, you are like salt that has lost its saltiness. Or light that is hidden. We are useless. We are pointless. There is no reason for us as believers in Christ if we are not meek and we do not forgive and we do not serve and we are not humble and we are not peacemakers, then we are not worthy to be called followers of Christ. We are as salt that has lost its saltiness. The youth have ch- they challenged me as we talked about this. In what areas of your life and my life Do we need to be salty? Do we need to show light? Or do we hide our faith? Do we we don't want everybody at work or at school, maybe even in our families, to know what we believe? So we just kind of, we kind of keep it back. We're not real, we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to, we're just going to kind of keep it to ourselves. And Jesus is saying, no, the world needs salt. It needs light. The youth have challenged you and I this morning. Where in your life do you need to live this out? I guarantee you, there's at least one part of your life, if not all of it, that you need to do better. I need to do better at showing Christ. That's our challenge. And it's not something we can do in our own strength. It's not something that you and I, we, I can't do this. I can't. God has to do it through you. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be willing. And you pray to God, God, I know there are people in my life that need to see Christ in me. The final song that we're going to do, it's a song of invitation. It's a song of, of reminder of come as you are. You don't have to come to Jesus and get all your stuff fixed beforehand. He'll fix it for you. He will give you the strength. He will give you the courage to be salt and to be light. And it starts when you go to lunch. It starts when I go to lunch. How do we treat our waitress? When we're in the line at K&W or at Waldo's. How do we treat the people in five minutes? After church, that is the world. That is where we need to be salt and to be liked. So as we, as we stand in just a minute and we sing this song, I hope you are encouraged to make a commitment, to make a change. Say, God, this is what I'm going to do for you. We, the entire sanctuary, we, we put the banners down to remind us about who God is and all that he has done. We, we could put up the lights just because it's Salt and Light Sunday and we could. We put up just reminders everywhere for us to be salt and to be light. If, even if you don't remember anything, you remember the traffic light as it ran out of the sanctuary. This is our challenge that our youth have laid out. During the song, we invite you to make whatever decision you need to make to pray, 
to commit to Christ. Come as you are. Let's stand and sing. As you leave here today, as a reminder, wouldn't be youth Sunday without something to take home. Um, kids came up with the idea of everybody who leaves here today will get a salt shaker with a light bulb inside. And, and with just a reminder of, we actually have this poster uh, when we did the, when we renovated the youth area, we, we got a bunch of posters. Um, and one of them was actually the one that you see, we blew it up, that's behind us, and it just simply says, be these. And that's the, that's the message on the salt shaker as you leave. Be these. Wherever you go, be these. So the child, we want you to take these home as a, as a reminder. Maybe put them in your car to remind you. Wherever the toughest place it is to be 
salt and light, put it there. As a reminder to be salt and to be light. I'm so thankful for everybody who played a part in this, all the youth who, who worked so hard to put this together, they, the, from preaching to leading in music uh, to doing the, the stuff on the screen. Uh, thank for all the tech people who made that happen. Uh, for the skits, they, I don't know if you can tell, they wrote those themselves. Um, that, those skits, they give them an idea and they run with it. And I'm so very proud of how they work. It happens every year. I get stressed a couple days before Youth Sunday, and I'm like, oh, is it going to happen? And it happens every, every time. They pull it together, and it's something, it's not just up here performing. It's them with the message that they have for us, that God has put through them to us. So I encourage you to find a youth, find a youth leader, so many youth leaders that work Wednesday night, Sunday night, Sunday morning. And I'm so thankful for it. We have so many prayer partners that take care of us. So very thankful. We're excited that, and I'm just excited that it's kind of over. That's a good. <laughs> but now let's, we're going to finish with a word of prayer. Trey. All right. Can to get everybody to bow their heads? Dear God, thank you for this day and letting everybody gather here at College Park and that we've had a good day and I want to thank everybody for letting everybody come here and just ask that everyone is able to spread the salt and the light that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen.